Sing number 116, When I See the Blood. Number 116.
When I see the blood, and that goes back a long time. I was reading just recently about this, about how that Pharaoh just kept having his heart hardened, and Moses and Aaron kept going to him, and different plagues coming upon the land. But God said that there will be one more plague that I'll send, and then he says, Pharaoh will let you go. And he gave Moses a commandment of what to tell the people, all the Israelites. He told them how to kill the lamb and how to take the blood and to put it on the side post and on the lintel above the door. And he says, when my death angel comes through tonight, he will pass over that house. And all the houses that did not have that on it, there was one that was dead. The firstborn in every house that did not have the blood of that lamb on those side posts and over the door, they had a death there. And it was a terrible time, a terrible thing there for the Egyptians. But those that followed the commandment, those that followed what God had showed Moses to do in that day, those that followed that, there was no death there. And they were able then to go right on out and to go out of the land there of Egypt. And how that God worked many miracles. And how that many of them rejected Him. With all that He had done. Those that saw and those that Put the blood on the door. Just a little while later, they were murmuring and complaining about what God had done for them. How God had brought them out, but now here they were, and it looked like that here comes Pharaoh and the Egyptian army, and he's going to come and destroy us. Instead of having faith that looked the God that just protected me from that death angel can protect me from Pharaoh now. They didn't look upon it like that. And what is it in our mind? The God that raised Jesus Christ out of the tomb. The God that gave Him power over sin. Do you believe that He can give you power over sin? Do you have that knowledge and understanding in your heart today? Or are you rejecting Him as they did? But Moses just told them, he said, Stand still and see the salvation of God. And that pillar of fire, that pillar of light, that cloud, it went to the... The back of the children of Israel, it was leading them. And then it went to the back of them to protect them. To be between them and Pharaoh. And God said, you will see them no more. I will destroy them. As the children of Israel were going through that Red Sea, here comes Pharaoh with his mighty army and he thinks, well, I can do the same. I will just go in there and destroy these people or bring them back and make them slaves to me again. 
That's Satan. Look at how deceitful Satan was. And he carried him right into there thinking that you go ahead, you can accomplish these things. But all of a sudden, the walls of the water starts coming in. Before that, their wheels were coming off their chariots. And all of a sudden, they see something is wrong. This God of Israel is working against us. And what took place? Then the walls of water start falling in. And they're all destroyed. But the children of Israel were able to go right on through on dry land. And they were protected. Satan and Pharaoh was destroyed. And they were able to go right on across. But what did they do when they got across? They still wanted to murmur and complain about the marvelous things that God had done for them. They forgot what God had done for them and was wanting other things to satisfy their flesh or whatever. Now how is it with us today? We can read these things and we can look and say, why did they do that? Why did they not just accept Jesus or accept God in that day and what He was doing and worship Him and follow Him and listen to His commandments and do them? That's what we'll read and we can see the, how foolish they were in that day by not following the Word of God. But how is it right in our day? And I want us to not be looking and thinking of other people. I want us to be thinking right of me and right with you. Of how it is within our life. And what we should be, where we should be putting our faith and trust. Not in man, not in yourself. But in the blood of Jesus Christ. That's where it all has to be. There is no other but Him. There is only one that, is, that can make us full of that Spirit of the Holy Ghost. There is only one that can rejuvenate us. And that's Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. You are nothing and I am nothing. But He is all. He is the King. He is the Savior. And I want us to all to understand those things. And I want us to all remember what He did here upon the earth for you and for me. And if we don't accept that and if we don't follow and we don't live in accordance with how He would be, we are no different than those that fell in the wilderness and never got to see the promised land. And if we don't listen and comply with Him today, we will never see that promised land that He has promised eternal life to all of those that believe upon Him, to all of those that love Him. He says, if you love Me, keep My commandments. Do the things I ask you to do. That's what He's looking for us, is obedience in us. And putting our faith and trust there. And let's read some. I want, to, I want to read some this morning and talk about what He has done for us. What He will do. 
And that new birth. And that's what we, everyone, we have to have that. There is no substitute for it. And I want us to all to start and examine ourselves and let's listen and to be sure. Have you had that new birth? Have you been regenerated? Been made new? You know, some people I'm afraid, I'm fearful that you might say, well, I belong to a certain church, so I'm saved. That has absolutely nothing to do with it. Now, you need to belong and be with a group of people that is teaching and preaching the gospel as it should be. Yes, you need to be affiliated with that type of a, of a place. But just because you belong to a church somewhere does not give you entrance into eternal life. There's one thing that gives you entrance into that heaven. And that is the blood of Jesus Christ and that new birth. And I want to read about that and let's talk about that some. Let's turn to John this morning. And let's read some in the very first chapter of John. We'll read a little bit there, starting at the first verse, first chapter of the Gospel according to John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word is still today with God. Man can try to change it. Man can make laws and tell you that it is legal for you to do these things. But if the Word of God... Says different, you'd better go with the Word of God. He says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And I want to just tell you again, the same was in the beginning with God. And it is still there today. Just as strong, just as powerful, just as merciful, just as much love today as it was the days that he began and the days when John was writing and talking about these things. He says, all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. Now he's talking about in him was life, that spiritual, that righteous life. And he says, that was the life of men. When he made Adam... Adam did not have sin in him when he made him. He was a pure man. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth into darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. And that light is shining today in the darkness that is throughout the world, and people are not comprehending that light. Now we are, uh, that light is shining right before us. Are you able to comprehend it? Are you able to see that light and to know what it can do for you? And accept it. Don't reject these things and be as the children of Israel. And there was a man sent from God whose name was John. Now here's the work of God going on in that day. He says, there was a man sent from God. And I believe that he has had people that he has worked with, just like John, all the way along, before John, after John. And today he has people on the earth that he is teaching and he is working with to help 
to promote His kingdom here upon the earth. But men love darkness, and they hate that light, because it goes against their evil ways. They love sin. Has it in our life? Are we wanting to get sin completely out of your life? Or do you want to just play around with the fringes of it? There was a man sent from God whose name was John. And John came there and he was preaching repentance of our sins. He was there baptizing, going, doing things that was going against the word of man in that day. But he was just, he was a man of God. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. Now what light was he talking about? Bearing witness of the light. And that's the light that I will bear witness to you today. That light is Jesus Christ. And he's the one that came here. He is the only light spiritually. And I want you to all to understand those things. And John was there bearing witness of that light. And he, why? Because he says that all men through him might believe through that light, through the light of Jesus Christ, through the blood of the Lamb, you might believe upon him and be subject to him. And then have that new birth that we're going to talk about here today. He was not that light. John wasn't that light. But was sent to bear witness of the light. The light was Jesus Christ. And John told them, I am not that light. I want to tell you today, I am not that light. There is no man upon the earth that is that light. I can preach and teach His Word to you, just as John could teach the people. But I am not the light. He, Jesus Christ, is, it was the light. John could point them to the light. John didn't even have the Spirit of the Holy Ghost there within him as the people after him did. You and I today can be filled with that Spirit of the Holy Ghost and have that light more than what John had in that day. He said there would be greater works done than what John had been able to do. And there was, there is today, greater works because you can have power over sin in its flesh, over that flesh. You can overcome it. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. He came into the Jewish people, and they rejected him. He has now come, and he gave it, he sent his men out. Peter, one of his disciples, and we read about this and talked about it last
Sorry, just give us a minute. We'll get this mics going back again. But I want us to all to understand what is going on. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But Danny, I want you to go on and listen. But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. Is that working? You want to see if this one's working now? This, yeah, this one's working. Okay. Sorry about that. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Now I want us to know, are you born today with that new birth, born of God? You've had that fleshly birth. But have you had that birth that we'll read about here in a moment that he was talking about there with Nicodemus? And here, John was just speaking of these things in the very beginning. Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Now that's what it takes. And then what is he, what is he saying there? He says, now, he came to his own and they received him not. Now he's saying there that these others, they believed upon him, that believe upon his name, he gave them the power to become a son of God. Now I want to know, what about sons of God? Is there evil? Is there wickedness? Is there covenants? Is there all these things in a son of God? They have that new birth. But the Word was made flesh and dwelled among us, and we we held His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. Is that in our lives today? I want you to ask yourself that. Do you fully know about that? The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. That was Jesus Christ. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. And He was full of grace and full of truth. There was no evil in Him. There was no sin in Him. He was full of grace. That he Look at all that He did in helping others while He was here. And the love that He had. Raising people from the sick. Raising people from death. But most of all, telling them how they could have eternal life. And that comes all the way down there. You know, all the miracles that He did in giving people eyesight. Giving them where they could walk. Where they could hear. Raising some from the dead even. All of those miracles were good. But the most wonderful thing that He did for any of us and all of us was that He made it so that you and I can have this new birth that He's talking about which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh. It goes against the flesh to have this new birth. 
nor of the will of man, but of God. And that's what it takes. Repenting. Full faith in Jesus Christ and God the Father and repenting of our sins. And be baptized that you might have that forgiveness and that you might receive that new birth. You might receive the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. Now that's where he started off, right there with John in the very beginning. Now let's turn over there into the third chapter where he's talking to Nicodemus, and this is words of our Lord, and see what he had to say about some of the same things there that John was talking about. We'll start at the third chapter of John, the very first verse there. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Now here was Nicodemus. Now I want you to think just a little bit about, about this man. He was a ruler of the Jews. He was somebody that had some authority. The same came to Jesus by night. He was afraid to come in the daytime to where people might see him there. But Jesus was ready to accept him. He was still ready even though this man, he was a ruler and he knew that if people would see him, his cohorts, his fellow Jews, that if they saw him talking to Jesus and calling him rabbi, they would want to put him out from being a part of the synagogue. And here there, he was a ruler there. He called Jesus rabbi. He came to him at night. He says, we know that you're a teacher. And we know you've come from God. Because who can do these miracles? Nobody can do these miracles except one that God sent him. And that wonderful miracle, there's only one that can give that to you. God sent Jesus Christ here. And he can do that. Marvelous miracle within you. And I want you to now listen to what Jesus had to tell this man. And this was a man that was a ruler. This was a man that people looked up to around in that community. Jesus answered and said unto him. He didn't start saying, yes sir, I'm a ruler. Or I'm, a, I'm sent from God and... All of these things and start building himself up. Jesus didn't do that at all. He just looked at Nicodemus. And he said, verily, verily. Now, get your attention, Nicodemus. I want you to pay close attention to him. And I want us to listen close to what he had to say. Verily, verily, I say unto you, thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. If you can't be born again, if you aren't born again, you're not going to have that everlasting life. You can't see the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is now within us. That is His Spirit that is within us, and it will lead us to everlasting life. 
But the kingdom of God is that new birth. That new spirit. That new man. That new love. All of those things. And he says you cannot see that. You can't be a part of that. Unless you are born again. Now I want you to listen to what Nicodemus had to say. He says, how in the world? Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And we know that that would be impossible. And Nicodemus looked upon that. He says, what is going on? What are you talking about? That was kind of the way he, he was coming across here. He says, how can a man, when he is old, go back into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus was talking about something totally different. Being born again. The kingdom of God, he said. Let's go back and, re- and read what he said. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus had some lessons that he needed to learn. You and I have some lessons that we need to learn. We need to know about what Jesus was talking about here. And be sure, absolutely sure that we understand it. Because friends, I'm telling you, whether if you don't understand these scriptures that we're talking about here and can know of a surety that you are a part of it, you are lost. And that is a very sad thing and a very scary thing to think about. But I know that it is a free gift and you can have it, he says. But there's ways to attain to that that we must have and we absolutely have to have it to enter into that kingdom. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, Let's see what Nicodemus, if he starts listening. And I think that each one of us ought to be listening and we ought to be seeing some about. We were born of the water, yes. We had that natural birth here. Now he's saying, and of the Spirit. Nicodemus could just think about that natural birth. Jesus is telling us about that spiritual birth. And that's what he's wanting us to understand. Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Born of the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do you understand that? Now he was talking to Nicodemus and telling him, Nicodemus, you're thinking about the flesh. And the flesh can't go back into the womb. I'm talking to you about the Spirit. The flesh will die and be no more. The Spirit will live forever. Either either in eternal life and in the glory of God the Father, or either in eternal damnation and away from the glory of the Father. And wouldn't that be terrible to think about? 
that we have nothing to do with the glory of the Father and we are banished in that eternal hell forever and ever and ever. When He is making it so plain and so clear and so easy for us to accept. Now what do you want to do? That's the thing He's telling. He says, that which is born flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest, and the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it cometh or whether it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. We don't understand all about those things. We can tell different things about the weather. We can see the wind. You can't tell where the wind comes from. But we can tell the man. Man doesn't know where that Spirit comes from when he sees it in someone else. But the one that has received it, he knows and understands where it came from. It came from God the Father through Jesus Christ because we accepted Him. We, we believed in Jesus and we accepted Him and we repented of our sins. That's how then we can know where that Spirit comes from. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? And there may be some here today. I want you, everybody, let me have your attention. How can these things be? That's what he asked. That's what Nicodemus asked. Is there anybody in here today that doesn't understand? Listen carefully. How can this be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knoweth not these things? And we may be all kind of people here today, we do. People that may be in charge of other people, or whatever it might be. Do you not understand this? This is what Jesus is asking for us to do today, is to make sure that we understand what, how that we can have that spiritual birth, that new birth, that would lead us to eternal life. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness." Now, is that in us today? We just talked about the children of Israel, of how that they saw those things, and they didn't believe. They still murmured and complained about it. Now, today, we have got this book that we can read and we can see. Do ye believe? And that's what we ought to all be fully aware of. We speak that we do know and testify that we have seen, and you receive not our witness. If I have told you of earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And he did, he came down from, the, from God the Father. He came from a glorious place. And let me tell you something. None of us can conceive today what a wonderful thing that that is to be saved. In our weak, frail mind, 
Without that new birth, you can't understand that. But to just to think about the marvelous and the glorious thing of going into eternal life with God the Father and all of the righteous and into that beautiful city where there is nothing that is wrong. There is nothing but beauty and perfection. And there is nothing but perfection in those people that is there because of the blood of Jesus Christ and because they followed God. There is no sin in that in heaven or will not be any sin in heaven when we're there. And it is such a glorified place to think about. And will we allow little carnal things here upon this earth to lead us away? Will we allow that to happen, friends? When He has made it so plain and clear that I will give you peace, I will give you joy, I'll give you a comforter. That's what He's telling us. Will you accept that? And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. We talked about that so much, and we've read about it so much in the last year. It's just amazing to me what God has promised to us. But it comes along with that that we've got to have first what he's talking about here. That new birth has to be. And when we get that new birth, then we are changed. We are not the creature that we were before. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We read that over and over and over. People use it throughout the world. They can quote that on and on and on and on. But that's all they can do is quote it. They don't understand about that new birth. And I'm fearful that we have people right here today that we can quote that. But do you truly understand about that new birth? And it's not just because I belong to a certain church. It's because I have repented of my sins. Because I have asked Jesus Christ to be my Savior. That's what it is. I have accepted Him. And He has given that to me. That new birth. And now, that new spirit is what is doing the works within me. And it's not going to be wicked works. It's not going to be leading me off into things that I shouldn't be into. That new spirit is going to direct you into a righteous work. It will not lead you into sin. Never. For God sent His Son into the for God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Where everyone condemned, every single man, boy, girl, whatever it is, woman that is here upon the earth or ever has been, has been condemned to hell. But God made a way for everyone if they want it. 
to get out of that. To have that eternal life. And now since Jesus Christ has come here, that's what He sent Him here. That, that the world through Him, through Jesus Christ, might be saved. He says the world is an enemy to Him, to God. The world is an enemy to God, that worldly mind. He that believeth on Him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is condemnation, that light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. Neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Friends, these are words of Jesus Christ. It's you either accept them, as it being that, and accept it as the truth, are you going? Now listen, he says, this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world. Jesus Christ came and he's offering to us that light that will direct us away from sin. And men, they rejected it. And men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. They loved sin. The flesh loves sin. And it will destroy you. But God loves you. And He's offering to you power over that sin. Through Jesus Christ. By the light of Jesus Christ. He says, for everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. And we see that today prevalent throughout the world. How people hate Jesus Christ. He is hated by people upon the earth because He condemns their worldly ways. And there's people though that go out and they proclaim, yeah, I believe in Jesus Christ. He's the Son of God. But they still live in their evil way. That is a hypocrite. They are no more a follower of Him. They have never had that new birth and never will be able to see that Eternal life or that kingdom of God except they repent of their sins and accept Him. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. And I'm going to tell you, He will reprove your, your evil deeds if you will just listen to Him. He says, I chasten and rebuke those that I love. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. He that doeth truth, and the only way that you and I can do and follow the truth and do a work like that, like Jesus Christ, was by coming to the light of Jesus 
And letting that light direct us in all of our works. Everything that we do. Let that light direct us. Not man, but let that light of Jesus Christ direct us and put us where we should be filled with the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. That's what we need to be looking for today and being a part of. I want to turn over to Galatians and, and read a little bit of other things, other, some of the other writers had to say about that new birth and what, what we should be looking for. And what it will do for us today. This is in the second chapter of Galatians. Let's start reading at the 16th verse. Second chapter of Galatians. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by faith in Christ, and not by work the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified, and you and I can never be justified by our good works that we would do in ourselves. The way that we can receive that new birth is by faith and repenting of our sins. That is, he makes it very plain and clear. But if while ye, we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are sound, found sinners, is, there, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? Absolutely not. If, we, if there's any sin in us, even as we are seeking to be justified by Christ, that is in us. It is not in the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. There has never been any sin in that and never will be. If there is anything there, it is, in, it is on us. Christ is not the minister of sin. Never has been, never will be. He says, God forbid that you should even think about something like that. Not even at all. He says then, For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I, through the law, am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Now listen to what was Paul was talking about. Paul, remember, he was had that new birth. He was on the way down to Damascus. We've gone over it and over and over it. We all ought to understand that. He says, I am crucified with Christ. Christ was crucified on that cross for our sins. All of our sins, He overcame them. And Paul says, now I am crucified with Christ. I am dead to the things of the world. I am dead to sin. He says, nevertheless, I live. Now what's he talking about? He says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. He's talking about now I live spiritually. I am alive spiritually. 
And I can overcome. He says, yet, not I, but Christ liveth in me. That's how He is alive. Because of that Spirit of Christ, He's been born again with that Spirit coming from God. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. Now is that in our life today, in our daily life, friends? Or is it that we are living to satisfy this flesh? Am I doing the thing? Am I living as Paul was? And as Jesus Christ did? Or do I live to satisfy the lust of the flesh? I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And that's what He wants us to know. And you've got that same opportunity today. And I know we can have it. That He can live in you. And the life which I now live in the flesh... I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself with, for me. He says, now the life that I live in this flesh, in my everyday work, in my communications with other people or whatever it is, He says that I live it, now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God. I live that. I let the faith that I have in Him, knowing that He will lead, guide, and direct me if I'll just put it into His hands. He says, I'll write it in your mind and put it in your heart how you, what I want you to do. And that's the faith that Paul had in him. Who loved me, Jesus Christ, and who loves you and gave Himself for us. He gave Himself. He gave it all. He paid it all for us, for you, and for me. There's no reason not to have it. But examine yourself. Have you got it? Or do you still want to look like the world, act like the world, dress like the world, go to where the world goes, talk like the world? All of these things, is that what you want? Or do you want what Paul says, I live, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Do you want Him to live in you today? Or do you want the lust of the flesh living in you? Do you want Satan living in you? I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. And if we could be saved by our good works, Christ died in vain. And that's a lie. Christ died for your sins. You received it because you had faith in Him and you repented of your sins. Truly repented. 
And now that new birth, that new spirit is working within you just as Paul said that I live now because I've got that new spirit within me. And I live spiritually. I am not dead anymore. That's what Paul was saying. And I know we can have that today. I know it of a certainty that we can have. And I know what His Spirit can do for us and lead us and direct us in everything. I want to read a little bit more in this same book in the sixth chapter of Galatians. Let's just start reading there at the 12th verse. He says, As many, this is the 6th chapter of Galatians 12th verse, As many as desire to make a fair show in the flesh, they constrain you to be circumcised, only lest they should suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. They don't want to suffer. They want to glorify in the body. They want to feel like that they can do a good work on their own. They don't suffer. The persecution for the cross of Christ. And let me tell you, there has been many, we have been very fortunate here in this world, in our country, of not suffering persecution. But I think that will, in our lifetime, we will see that change probably. Are you willing to be persecuted for the cross of Christ? There are people throughout the world today that gives their life And does not accept Satan at all. Gives their life freely. Because they know that when that life is gone, now they are away from temptation and they have not harmed them just for a moment. They suffered. But then they go right on into eternal life. And remember, read what Paul said, that he was carried up into the third heaven and he saw things that was unspeakable to man. Think about that. That that's what, when someone is persecuted to death, and if they go here in the right way, if they have had that new birth and they are persecuted unto that, they were not harmed at all. They were just set free. Set free of this body of sin into eternal life. What more could we ask for, brothers and sisters? Let's put our faith and trust there. For neither they themselves who were circumcised keep the law, but desire to have you circumcised that they may glory in your flesh. But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. Paul bringing this up again. But God forbid that I should glory in what he said, in, in his own work, in the work that he had done. And Paul had done a wonderful work. The Spirit of God had done a wonderful work in Paul. It could have exalted him. But he was not exalted at all. 
He just says, God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified unto me. I am an I unto the world. Do you understand what he's talking about? Do you understand how he says, I am crucified through Jesus Christ. He has taken that sin away. I am dead to sin now, but alive to Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. Since he's got power over that. He's got power over the world. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. I want you to understand. Do you know what that means? He says, in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth, it does not avail anything, nor uncircumcision. That has nothing to do with your salvation, he was saying. But a new creature does. How do you have that new creature? Go back and read that third chapter again. And read what Peter told them in the second chapter of Acts. Repent. And be baptized. For the remission of your sins. And you will be able to receive that new birth. That spirit of the Holy Ghost given from God the Father to His Son to you. But a new creature, if you aren't a new creature, flee to Jesus Christ. Because if you haven't been made new, you're lost. And as many as walk according to this rule... Peace be on them, and mercy, and upon the Israel of God. As many as walk unto the things that we've been reading here today, that comply with that. That's the new rule. Being made new. A new creature now. Peace be on them. And that is a blessed peace. Comfort. On them. And mercy. The love of God. Upon the Israel of God. The Israel of God. The chosen people. And that's anybody that accepts Jesus Christ. Then now we are a chosen of God. We are a part of His people. We are a son of God. From henceforth let no man trouble me. For I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. The marks of Jesus Christ abiding in your body. When people walk up, when they see you, when they see you in your daily work, whatever it is, is there a difference in how you live and how the world lives? There is a difference in your talk. Is there a difference in the places you go? 
Is there a difference in your dress? And what you do to this body. Where you carry it. From henceforth let no man trouble me. For I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. He was bearing in his body that new spirit. That had crucified the flesh in him. That had crucified sin. And crucified the world. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. And I say amen to that today. That His Spirit, His grace, His power be to all of you. And that we're all able to just move up, to be strong in your spirit. I want to read just a few verses here in Peter. What Peter had to say about some of the same things. This is in the first chapter, first letter of Peter. Starting at the 18th verse, first chapter, 18th verse, first Peter. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things of silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. Now, he was talking to, to these righteous people and he says, you were not redeemed with corruptible things of the world. That's not what has redeemed you to eternal life. But with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. That's how you were redeemed. And it goes all the way back. All the way back. And we talked about today how the blood of the Lamb redeemed those people out of the land of Egypt. The death angel had no power over those that had the blood of the Lamb. And the death angel will have no power over us if we have the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. Washed us spiritually whole and spiritually clean. But with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. He, was, he came here to the earth and all of His works were made manifest for you. Who by Him do believe in God that raised Him up from the dead and gave Him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. And how can we have that? There's still only one way. That's by the blood of the Lamb. That's by being made whole. That's by being redeemed out of this corruptible body into that uncorruptible body. Being born again. 
not of corruptible seed. That first birth birth is corruptible. This, This body will go back to corruption. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. The Word of God. And we read earlier, the Word of God was made flesh in Jesus Christ and He came here. Now that we can have that Word of God, that Spirit of God within us, and be redeemed to eternal life by the Word of God which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, And all the glory of man is the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. We see those things happen. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. The word of the Lord is not like the things of this earth, even this body and all the other things that we see. That is temporary. And they will pass away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. And friends, this is the word that by the gospel has been preached unto you today. You can accept it. You can say it and you can reject it. You can do all kind of things. You can say, well, that's just something that man has gotten up. But it is not. It is the Word of God. And it has been read. It has been discoursed upon you. And it is His truths. And you can have eternal life by accepting it. Or you can have eternal hell by rejecting it. Now, what do you want? I want life. I want light. I can have light. And I can have life through the blood of Jesus Christ. And there is no other way but by Him, through Him. I want us to just think about all of these things and listen in our life What we need to be, how we need to be letting His Spirit direct our life. I want to read a few things here that I came across. I read a while back, but I still, I know this is stuff that we needed, and I saw it and I just stuck it in my pocket and I have before and I haven't read it, but today I want to read it. It says a Christian should be seeking that inward inward beauty. And that's what we're looking for. That's what we should be seeking here today. Not the outward part. We should be seeking that inward beauty. Real beauty comes from God. Not on our clothes or how we adorn our body. We shall live... We should live and dress in a way that points people to God. And that's what we've been talking about today. Jesus Christ living the way He does. Jesus, He lived that life to point us to God through Him. Now we have been made sons of God. We should be living and dressing in a way that points people to God. 
Does my life point people to God or to myself? That's the question for each and every one of us. Modesty is not rules, but it's about growing closer to God. When you get closer and closer to God, you're not going to want to expose this body unnecessarily. You're not going to want to take this body into places that would be exposing it to sin and to lust. You're not going to be speaking things that will defile that body. Remember, you've got that new birth. You've got that new spirit. And that new spirit is going to draw you closer and closer to God instead of closer and closer to the things of the world. Do you want to see how close you can get to the world? Or do you want to see how close you can get to God? Friends, there has to be a new birth. And with that new birth will come the things that we just talked about. You will be seeking that inward beauty. That beauty of the Spirit within you. And you will not be just looking to see what I can do to adorn this body. Or what all I can do to put writings all over it or pictures or whatever on my body. You will be trying to adorn that body with the Spirit of God. And we will live and dress in a way that points people to God, not to the world. And remembering that modesty is not just in our clothes. Modesty is in everything that we do. Modesty is about growing closer to God. Modesty is a change of life because you have a new spirit. And it will lead you to victory. I like victory. We can have it. He came... Not to condemn us. He came to save us. Hear His Word. Accept His Word. Abide in it today. And let's see each other on the other side. In victory. We'll bring this meeting to a close. We'll sing number 325, the solid rock. And that is a solid rock that we've talked about today. And if there's anybody that would like to make that commitment, come forward. And let's be at one. Come forward and see victory in Jesus. Number 325, The Solid Rock.
want us to truly understand that. That all other ground except that solid rock of Jesus Christ is sinking ground that will lead you to hell. He is the only way. At the very end of that song, it says, Amen. And I want to say today, Amen to what He has given to us today. And I want us to accept these things. And that last stanza is, When He shall come with trumpet sound, O may then I may be found dressed in His righteousness alone. And that's what we can have with that new birth. Only through the blood of Jesus Christ. That rock I stand. Amen. Let us pray. To God the Father, we thank You for all You have given to us. We thank You for Your wonderful words of life that You have poured out so graciously to us today. And I beg that it does not fall on deaf ears, but it falls upon ears that people will be able to hear it and understand it and flee to You. For You have that eternal life. And You've got that peace. And You've got that comforter that we all must have. God, be with everyone that is struggling today. Help them to know the way and show us how we can be a tool of Yours to encourage others, to teach others, to just be a servant of Yours here upon this earth and use the things that You have entrusted into our hands that others may be able to see and know Your Word. Thank You, Lord, for all You've done. Be with us as we go through this week to lead God and direct us in Your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.